If you stand still, you're dead. Yeah. I, I, I feel like that's just a general rule of life. Yeah. Like, if you, if I just wrote this the other day, like, if you go up to a stop sign, like, yeah, you have to stop. But eventually, you have to pick a direction to go. Look, you're going for I mean, they don't really fit that great, but. Oh, you know, I, they bang. Wait, I took a picture of this. Something I bought from Amazon. My wife has no idea. Oh my god, what is that thing? Is Dude, that just like a foot battle shield? It's like a tactical Mandalorian helmet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for when you're sneaking around in the dark. Yo, I gotta play combat laser tag tomorrow. And I thought it was the perfect opportunity. To just combat legs is that full contact? I don't know. You go up and just like melee it. Oh, oh, dude. I've been listening to Goldeneye on like loop. <laughs> yeah. So Mike Subcheck is back. Mike Subs is back. Episode 127. We had him on episode one or no, episode 83 almost a year ago. Almost. So we we almost timed it pretty good. Yeah. We almost had like an anniversary episode. That would've been cute. It's been <laughs> it's been too long. The last time I saw you, we um You guys had the thing at Holy Cube. Yeah, it was the beer and the last beer and wood uh we party, but networking event. Damn, that was too a too dangerous to call it a party these days. You Why know. is it too dangerous? I don't know. I feel the first time we had one, I kept calling it a party and people were like it. Is it a party or a networking event? Well, I'm like, well, it's on a Wednesday. So it's whatever you want it to be. Yo, aren't like networking events technically parties regardless? Yeah, they're parties. Well, sometimes they're not parties, though. They're like, I've been to a few networking events where it's like, ugh, you know? I, I can't stand. Like, your thing was one thing because it was like everybody's like like minded, mm. like in a different way. Yeah, because I, I controlled the guest list. Yeah. When it's you, not, it's open invite, but it's not. Yeah, like, I feel like this this has been my gripe with, like, networking thing with, like, the past, like, I would say five years. Mm. I think every networking group, and somebody's probably going to be upset that I'm saying it, but it's su- there's so many networking groups that are such, like, an old mentality. Yeah. And it's, like, the same old, I don't want to say old, but same people. Just they are old. They've been around, like, some of those groups have been around for... 30 50 years i know i've been in um i get i I get to talk about them because i've all i've participated in all of them so you get a pass but i've been in (laughs) i've been in latip that was a complete waste of my time yeah i was also a lot younger in business so i felt like half the people there didn't take me seriously yeah and then as i got to know everybody there i didn't take them seriously because they were all like the only people making money in those groups are like insurance brokers, real estate agents. Like if you're a mortician or a fitness person or like they, they kept saying like, oh, builder is a great thing. But like the, the tip group I was in, there was a guy there that was already like the residential construction guy for the group. So I came in under the premise of like commercial construction, which we did do a lot of. Um but nobody in that group knew anybody that needed commercial construction. So I just wasted like two years of my life, like Wednesday morning breakfast at seven thirty in the morning. And you just sat there. And, like- and you're expected. And then I was in BNI, which I don't even know what that stands for. Business Networking International, I think. Just made it up. But it's the same presence, like, or pres- premise. Premise. Yeah, that's, oof, 
fought my way out you of that one. Yeah, I got <laughs> my I, yeah, I got myself <laughs> out. Live, dude. But you're expected to come there with referrals for other people, and if you don't come with a referral, you like have to pay a fine, and that oh raises God. money for the group. So like people would just like when I was in BNI, like I would get referrals and stuff, and then I would call the people that were like on the referral sheet, and they would be like, "Oh, who are you?" And I'd be like, yeah, so-and-so says you need, like, a deck or something like that. And they'd be like, who's that? And, I, and that happened to me all the time. I finally was just like, I can't waste my time. This hour or so that I'm coming to lunch or breakfast with these groups of people, like, they're usually great people and they're well-intentioned. But I just don't think business, like, that's a weird way to get business, in my opinion. Because yeah. it's just kind of like you're – you're just expect people are like, well, why don't you, why don't I get any referrals? It's like, well, is your business any good? Are you any good? Are you, is your sales pitch any good? Yeah. People just expect like I'm in the group, so I'm going to get business from the group. It's like, no, there's so much more to gaining people's trust and earning business than just showing up to a pizza lunch every Thursday. It would, it would be different if it was like, you know, like I think like lunch and learns are like a better mm. idea. Cause at least like I could go in there and be like, Hey, my name's Mike. This is what I do. And it would attract, you know, a, a, I don't want to say a demographic, but hopefully it would attract like people that were like interested in learning about a specific business, but also how that business operates. Yeah. So essentially <laughs> I created a podcast out of spite because I was like, I'm just going to bring people in that I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to sit down with them. I'm going to genuinely be interested about them. I think when we first met, I, you weren't generally interested. No, nah, fuck. I was like, dude, another fitness person, guy, <laughs> P90X guy. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, what's his cross? Now, so it's like you, you get like I don't know who introduced us, or if maybe you reached. I just out. reached out. Yeah, so like we looked at like your page or whatever, and we're like, this guy looks pretty cool. So hopefully he doesn't disappoint us. And I don't think we've ever really been. I can't. I mean, I'll out you on the show, but I can't, I don't think we've ever had anybody on that we were just like, yeah, yeah, like that wasn't too, like we didn't really get anything out of it. Like usually people, when they're complete strangers come in and they leave like a friend of ours. Yeah, yeah I agree. So it's like, I might not get business from you ever, but like I, I might, I, like we're now, you're one more person that I now know. Yeah. So it's not really about getting business, but it's like about meeting as many people and genuinely connecting with as many people as possible. Yeah. Like I, I, this, this is going to sound ridiculous, but number one, that, that white Audax shirt you gave me. Yeah. It's like my going out shirt. You're not the only, I love hearing that. And that, that shirt really, that we, we put a lot of energy into that shirt. That was a lot of work. That's uh, like the, design. besides the, listen, I'm a Jersey guy. I'm a Giants fan. Judge me how you want. Yeah, that's like the one shirt, white shirt that I own. That like, if I'm going out and my wife is like, "We're going to a nice place," I'm gonna wear that shirt because I know <laughs> it looks nice enough. But I also get like jacked up. Like I see, I saw a bunch of your guys up at the Plumstead yeah. at the pizzeria the one day, and like when I see all your stuff go on social media and the stuff that you do, and there's such like a love for it, I'm like. I wish I had something he could do. <laughs> but I'm like, I get so pumped to see that stuff. Cause I'm like, dude, the work that, that you guys do, I'm like, I, can I break something? Can I put a hole in my wall? Like, what can I do to bring them in? 
That's that's hilarious. You just like creating reasons to hang out with us. Yeah. I do think like, I do think we have a few customers that like we've been working on their houses for you know, it started out as something small and like two years later we're like still working on their house and it's like, yo man, do you you know, we can leave here and we'll still be friends. Yeah. Like, we'll, we can hang out yeah. <laughs> if you just want to keep seeing the guys. That, I think that's the missing component in, in, in networking. Yeah. Like, I don't think it should it – sh- it's, it's everything in life's a relationship. But I feel like when you establish that relationship with someone, like you said, you establish the trust, and then you see what they do. Like, if the – I have a picture of me and Nick and Steve service. They made me eat some weird flower called like chum soy or something. Oh, the lemon flower. Yeah. Yeah. It was delicious. Yeah. Like, and man. you're like, I don't know if I could trust these guys. Oh no, I trust them. I'll trust them with both my kids. Yeah. They're, they're, they're two of the most like genuine yeah. people we've had on the show. That's why we have them on all the time. Cause they just, the first time I met them, um, I was like, these guys keep it real. There's no way yep. this isn't Nick and Steve. Yeah. There's no, like, there's no hiding who yeah. they are. Like, they're just, this is us. If you don't like us, I don't know what to tell you. And I'm like, I appreciated that so much. And I'm sure there's people that like look at them or what they say or how they talk. And they're just like, uh, they're not for me, Yeah. but like, then that's okay. Yeah. It's not your, it's not your thing. It's not like you don't like good food and funny stories and, you know, have, you know, having two people come over your, over to your house and cook for you that are like your friends. Like, remember they share the kitchen with my mom. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 So like every Monday and Tuesday, like I'm in there, if they're in there, we're all BS and laughing, doing X, Y, and Z. But like, they're, they're (laughs) like two guys that like, if I can sit there and I can say to somebody at the gym, like, yo, have you ever had food from these guys because this is what you need Mm. but like every single person who i meet like i want everybody to go to my barber if you don't want to go to my barber that's fine but i want you to go to mine yeah if you want some kind of house renovation or construction done i'm gonna send them to you like yeah that's what i feel like that that networking is so corny of just like 20 people sitting in a room eating ham and eggs and not really getting anything done but just talking about it yeah and that's it took me a long time to, like, I, I saw people in the group that were, I guess, successful. Not necessarily sex, successful by my standards for me personally, but, like, in their world or their business, like, they were doing things. Like, yeah. the insurance guy had, was making money. Like, they were all doing business or they had been around. And I was like, oh, okay, so these people have it figured out. It wasn't until... You know, I got a little older that I realized I was like, I haven't figured out the whole time. It's like, you just have to make friends with people and then your friends will look out for you. So yeah. we stopped doing networking stuff. Um, and then I wanted to start the podcast. Like we're probably going on two years now mm. um, because there were so many people like Corona was going on. There were so many people in the community that you could see on social media. And I was like, what would what would like how can i like bring value to other people but also get to know other people genuinely and it's like well, all right we want to come on my podcast and it <laughs> sounded so cheesy or corny in the beginning yeah. but now it, we have people reaching out that like want to come and hang out yeah. and sometimes we do say no to people like there are people that reach out that we're just like uh, we wouldn't we don't know what we would talk about right. with you like what do you do what do you what do you've got going on like and like 
that might seem selfish, but like at the end of the day, like we do have to put, put on like a good show and we have to get something out of it. And a lot of what I've gotten out of it is just like, I now have, I mean, we're on episode 120, this is 127. Mm. So we've probably had 50 or 60 guests on the show by now, at least I would think. Yeah. And like, I know, I know 60 more people. Like I'm friends with 60 more yeah. people than I would be if I didn't have the show. And that's so much better than this, than this Facebook meta crap. Cause it's like, it's real weird. It's like, Oh, I have all these friends, but then it's like, no, you don't like, mm. I can sit there and I can hold a conversation with the people that I'm closest with because we actually go do stuff. Yeah. It's not just like, like I have a, I have a bunch of people. I think this is all like, I have a bunch of people who I went to high school with that have reached out to me within the last like six months that are like, yo, I love everything that you talk about. Like you have helped me through so much stuff. And I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. I'm, yeah, I'm what's so cool about that is like one, you're helping people and two, you're showing people like I've said some abrasive, cons- what's considered abrasive or opinionated things on social media or on the podcast. Um, but p- what people need to realize is, is like one, very few people in total in our whole world use social media. So I think a lot of people like feel like they need to put on this filter or this front yeah. for people that you know, isn't truly them. So when they see somebody that's, you know, being themselves, even if they don't resonate with what you're saying, they're like, oh, okay, it's okay. It's it's like safe to be yourself. Because yeah. like you say things that are like maybe opinionated or abrasive to some people, yeah. but you're still doing well. Yeah, You're, I, you're okay. The Twitter man hasn't come for you. <laughs> I, you know I, what I'm nothing's saying? Nothing's been banned for me. Yeah. But it's 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 just one of those things where it's like, yeah, you can say whatever you want. Yeah. Like if 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 we didn't agree on something, I would be like, okay. We don't agree. Yeah, we don't I agree. agree on this mustache. It's still it's killer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there have been so many times I've wanted to shave it. I'm like, I just I, can't. I want to keep going. You gotta keep. Yeah, it's the power stash it's, now. It's yeah. just you. Mm. It's just it's it's the. I feel like I'm at that point in my. Uh, what is it? What's the? Uh, this is us. Yeah. You know, uh, yes, I I watch it with my wife, and it makes me sad. But I'm like, this is my, this is my Jack phase of my life where I have the mustache. Yeah, you're gonna look back on like your kids' like pictures, like growing up, and like you're gonna be like, I remember the mustache. Dude, and- I look at I look at the pictures that we have in our house, and it's like long beard phase, five o'clock shadow phase, mustache phase, long hair phase, not many tattoos here, and I'm like, oh man. I've been through some stuff. I've been through some stuff. Like, <laughs> well, you're always changing. That's good. Like, if you're not changing, <laughs> like, what's the point? Like, I yeah, I don't know if I could trust a fitness person or the, somebody that's in the fitness business if you weren't always changing. Because, like, what you do for a living is, like, you change people. Yeah. So if you're, like, plateaued, it's like, well. If you stand still, you're dead. Yeah. I, I, I feel like that's just a general rule of life. Yeah. Like if you, if I just wrote this the other day, like if you go up to a stop sign, like, yeah, you have to stop, but eventually you have to pick a direction to go. You can't just sit there and be like, I'm just going to (laughs) wait. Like eventually somebody's going to honk the horn behind you. Be like, yo, move, like make a decision. Like not enough people are making decisions based on what they want and how they feel is best for them. Whereas they want to do it because everybody else is like, go. Yeah. 
That's also, there's also like another side to that analogy that like people don't always stop all the way at stop signs. The Pennsylvania stop, I've learned. Yeah, it's the Philly stop for <laughs> sure. Just rolling yeah. stop. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, you eventually you stop and you have to go and make a decision. But also, if you're just rolling through decisions without stopping, that can have consequences yeah, as well. Like, pers- like you got to sit there and, and just take a minute. Mm. Like, if I do this, and I like I feel like so many people, like when you do make the decision, right? Like I said I was going to run every 5K in the Buck Series. Do I look like a runner? No. I'm not built like a runner. No, you're team thick. I am team thick. Like three C's <laughs> at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I made a commitment. So, like, I, I established that these were the days I was going to run. These are the days I was going to train. These are the days that I was going to do that. I don't want to look back and be like, all right, I immediately regret this decision. I want, I want to keep going because so many people will make the choice to do what they want to do and the choice that they want to make. But then they'll have that one moment where it's like, if you look back – you may want to go back. Yeah. But you have to keep the course. You have to stay it. Yeah, I've I've kind of learned that like there is like when you go back on things, like it's not the same. Like once you've moved forward, you're never going back to the same situation. Yeah. Even if you want to. So just wanting to go backwards is just you're it's not there anymore. So you might as well just keep your head focused on what's, you know, yeah. the next thing. I said th- what this uh I'm pretty sure it's an emu and a kangaroo mm. are the only two animals that physically cannot move backwards. Emu and a kangaroo. Emu and a kangaroo. They like a dog. Well, I don't think can, sharks can't swim backwards, can they? I can't. Well, yo, I didn't say a, swim. Yeah, that's true. Move. <laughs> yeah, he said he move. He move. Yeah, yeah. Don't sleep on the sharks. Man. Yeah, sharks. Be be a shark. Be always, a shark. always be a shark. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, getting back to the beer and wood. That's kind of like what my vision for the beer and wood was to take all the people, the first one at least was to take all the people that like I was interacting with on social media and had built this like virtual relationship with, and most of them were, they were all contractors and stuff back then yeah. and like bring everybody together to meet in real life. You literally made a Facebook group, a real thing. Yeah, that's a first. I forget how many years ago. Like, it, it's probably like two or three years since we've had the first one. Um, and it was like there were so many people there that I had never met, but they were liking my pictures. I was I was liking their pictures. Yeah. They were doing cool, like cool projects. And then it was like it would be cool to kind of get everybody together in real life. So, you know, it, because it was like a construction originally a construction thing, um, we call. I was just like, let's just call it beer and wood. Because we all work with yeah. wood, and we're gonna have beer there. Yeah. So it was pretty p- pretty simple, and then um, we had you know we had a shadow one during Corona at the new shop, um, or shop two point mm. and like we didn't really advertise the location. We didn't advertise. I think like fifty or sixty or fifty people probably showed up to that one, maybe in total. People, yeah. That was a good one, and we had it up in like Ottsville in our shop, and like what we didn't realize about our shop is it's really dark out there Mm -hmm. so people were pulling up and it looked like they were we were having a like a like a really secretive meeting i thought i was gonna be murdered i thought i was being lured in yeah because it was some scary part so dark this is how horror movies start yeah exactly so the most recent one we had was a huge success because we had a lot of people outside of like the construction world come 
and it kind of took like the event to a different place yeah. because it brought like your you brought some people with you yeah. like we had everybody mingling like so you know I was I was trying to get those three knuckleheads to like be like yo go talk to people go yeah. go spread what you do like yeah people um it's kind of weird like you go to events like that I could see how people could be weird about like going to like a random bar on a weekend and just like talking to people like that I can understand but when you come to an event where people are like coming to expect to meet people yeah. and then they stick to like the five people they know like we had this one designer that we work with she um she reached out to my wife who like my wife usually has like a large hand in like organizing the food and the drinks and she's kind of like the heart and soul of beer and wood she right. actually does all the work i just do the promoting <laughs> and i mean really just like show up that's what happens <laughs> and she's like i oh, got an inventory of stuff like we got a list got lists yeah and uh this one designer reached out to my wife on instagram she was like oh are you gonna be here like i don't want to be the only girls there blah 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 and like was like oh blah blah and then like that person came to the event and didn't even say hi to my wife. Hmm. It was like, why would you go through the effort of like reaching out to some, like, I was like, that's so weird. That's anti beer and wood. <laughs> You're on the, my anti, list. Yeah. You're I'm watching you next time. I'm making you, in, I'm introducing you to so many people yeah. next time. It was You're just kind of weird. I was like, oh, I got, I'm not going to like, are you going to be there? I want to make sure we got a little ladies thing together. And my wife was like, yeah, I'm coming. See you there. And then like, I was like, oh, did you ever connect with so-and-so? And she's just like, no. They like, looked at me and just like never even said anything. I was like, that's weird. And I was like, whatever. I like That goes back to like human nature. Like nobody wants to be uncomfortable. Mm. But like even I make this joke all the time. Like there's never an awkward moment with me. I can make it awkward if you want, but <laughs> it's only awkward if you let it be. Yeah. And if you don't let something, if you don't, if you say like a bad joke, and you just, like, let it sit there, but, like, have zero reaction. People are going to look at you like, oh, this is awkward. Yeah. You can, like, try to, like, build it up. Oh, I can take it all kinds of awkward places. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. That's usually a defense mechanism because everybody, everybody thinks I'm an extrovert, but I'm definitely an introvert, like, faking it as an extrovert sometimes. <laughs> so, like, events like that, like, the before the beer and wood, like, I'm not doing well. I'm like, there's going to be people there. I did this to myself. <laughs> I organized this. What was I thinking? Yeah. I was like, no, nah, I got to like go in there and like have that. Like, and then I'm just like, I get there and then I start talking to a few people and then everything's fine. Yeah. But usually like large groups of people, I'm just not having any, I don't want to have any parts of Gilmar's seen it. Yeah. I'm just like, nope. <laughs> go outside and breathe a little. Why bit. are we, why'd we come to this? There's so <laughs> many people here. Nope. <laughs> Too much noise. So if you're like at a gas station and somebody starts talking to you, can you start talking to them? Or is it just like... Uh, yeah, I've gotten a lot better at that just because I've realized like over time, um, like how you treat other people, like this is something I tell myself daily, is like how you treat other people is like a reflection on how you think about yourself. Yes. So, you know, even re like recently, like I have a hard time being nice to people just because I hate myself. So it's just like that's, that's it's it's on it's honest. Yeah, it is like it's witnessed it like yeah. and it's just like a defense mechanism. I'm like, dude, I don't like. We're not. I don't want to talk to you. So like, I'm gonna just be mean. And now I've realized that like I feel a lot better about like where my life is heading, or right. just generally just feel better if I'm just like nice to the cashier. Like I went to REI the other day to buy some stuff, and like the cashier was 
not someone I'd be friends with potentially in the in the real world. Right. But she said something to me about my hat. You know, my wife was with me. She said something funny. I said something funny. Probably made it awkward. But like, I left there being like, "Wow!" Like I was nice to that person. Right. And that made me feel good. So, like, every time I do that, it's just kind of like, okay, you know, you're heading in the right direction. But younger me was like, nope, don't talk to me. I, 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 get, I get that. I can be, if you want me to be an asshole to you, mm. I can be. Yeah. Like, if, if you give me a reason to be, like, I will. But for the most part, like, I, I want everybody to live their best life. Like, I want everybody to feel, like, not high, but, like, on a high just because, like, I feel like when you're comfortable with yourself and you accept like who you are and, and people see that, like you said, it's a reflection of yourself. Like last week I went to Joseph A. Bank because mm. I needed a suit. Oh boy. Oh. That's a dangerous place to go. Like I would have a hard time there. <laughs> the guy's like bullshit and he's like, oh, you're going to get you some good time. I'd be like, buddy, that suit, tailor it up. Get me out of here. 15 minutes. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't listen to my wife and my wife was begging me. She was like, we have this wedding. I had I had to officiate it. Oh, so you had to get a suit. I had to get a suit, and none of my suits fit me. Mm. And I waited till the last minute to try it back on, because when do I need to wear a suit nowadays? Yeah, you don't. Never. No. So I go down there, and I have like an hour and a half before I go pick up my son from school, from daycare. And I'm in there, and he's the only guy working, and there's like three other customers in there. And I'm like looking and he's like, you know, hey, how can I help you? And I was like, you know, I need a new suit, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, hey, I'll be right with you. Like it's, I, I got all this stuff going. He had like, he was running the whole store. Yeah. Running back and forth, doing a measurement, checking somebody out, getting suits. It's prom season. And I say to some other guy, I'm like, yo, is he the only one working? And then the guy made a joke like, yeah, like everybody called out. And I was like, oh man, this poor guy. Like I immediately felt bad because this guy is just trying to work. Yeah. And he's probably got so much crap. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm just going to be, I'm, he's like, Hey man, I got you. I was like, dude, I promise you, I will be your easiest customer all day. Mm. And finally he gets to me like an hour later and I see the suit that I like. And it just, for whatever reason, the jacket fit mm. like perfectly. There was pants and he was like, you know, what size are you? And I said, it depends. And he said, depends on what? And I was like, I need room for my thighs. And I need to make sure that I can drop it like it's hot. Yeah, if you got to drop it low at a wedding, you know, yeah, which is I'm likely to oh, tear some pants up. It happened, but <laughs> yeah, the pants did not tear. But I got the pants. put them on. They fit great. And he goes into the back. He's like, hey, I'll be right back. He goes into the back and comes out with this woman. And he looks at her. He's like, if I, if I buy you lunch, can you get... This this young man, his his suit altered for for this wedding this weekend. She was like, "Yeah, is that all you need?" He was like, "Yeah, I'd really appreciate it." So just because I was nice and myself, yeah. Not only did I get my suit that I needed, I got the alterations done in that night, which is unheard of. Yeah, and everywhere else was just you couldn't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I went the next day, picked it up. It fit like a glove. Went to the wedding. Had more compliments from dudes than from my wife. Yeah, but it, it just—that's how you out. know you're looking good. Yeah, when when dudes are like, yeah. "Damn, why'd yo, you show up?" Yo, you look good in that blue suit. <laughs> yeah, and it it just worked out. But it's like there's so many people that are like rushing around, like just go 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 go, and it's just like take a minute, breathe. Everybody's got their own bag of shit that they're dealing with. 
and just like treat them like a person. Yeah. Just because the person at Wawa has three teeth and like, you know, a lazy eye doesn't mean you got to treat them like a jerk. Mm. Yeah, usually I'm nice to those people. It's like the pretentious people I usually have a problem with. It's like, <laughs> it's like, a, like I'll, I'll like open up sometimes. I'm like, hi, how are you? And just like say hi to someone leaving the gym and they look at you like, what's your deal, dude? And I'm like, oh, I just said hi to someone and they denied me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like cursing out their future children. Yeah, like sleep. the unborn child, I wish him well, but you got problems, yeah. buddy. I hope one read. big toe is smaller than the other. Yeah, go. man. I hope he's born with fucking 11 fingers. Jeez. Yeah. That might be kind of an, an advantage, though. Yeah. You got an extra finger? Just take care of things. Like, your bas- your hoop game is, like, off the charts. Oh, yeah, like you, you got pound the ball. Yeah. You got that extra pinky. The rinky, you know, right out the side. Mm-hmm. Just, like, everybody's like, what's he got, dude? What's got that 11th finger, man. <laughs> 11th finger. Shoots right-handed. What would you call that? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I think we're just gonna go ringy. <laughs> ringy, <laughs> your ringer. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, dude. You just you know what? If you're in that situation, you can call whatever you want. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. Yeah. So that's um, that's what we're going through. Just life, man. We're all in this. Technically, like the planet Earth is kind of like a spaceship. We're all on a spaceship together. Like it's moving around. Like a like technically. We all think of spaceships like SpaceX, but like, what if Earth is a spaceship? Think about it. I mean, I feel I feel like it's gonna get deep. I don't know. And I like four twenty was yesterday, and I did not partake. So this is (laughs) this is a genuinely sober thought. Wow! (laughs) I had to explain to someone yesterday what four twenty was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what Hitler's birthday? <laughs> had no, had no idea. No, it's like legitimately. I, I like. I always thought. I'm like, why is 420 like National Weed Smoking Day on Hitler's birthday? Like, what are they celebrating? I didn't realize it was. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Could you have picked like, you know, like Bob Marley? We looked his birthday up earlier. It's uh, February 6th. Yeah, oh, I missed it by like one day. February 6th, wow. right? That National Weed Smoking Day should be February 6th. Yeah. Like you, you picked like one of the worst people in history to like. But would it, would Hitler's like wherever he's at right now, just being like they're celebrating me. <laughs> I feel like I don't. I, I feel like it should be more like um, Willie Nelson's birthday. Yeah, Willie mm. Nelson slaps. Yeah, is he still? Uh, he he's still he's still going. That's that crazy. guy smokes some weed. That's yeah. what I've said. I, I feel like that his birthday. If you're gonna pick one of the two, it should be. Yeah. His. Can we look up when the first National Weed Smoking Day was? I think it was because some kids used to smoke under some bleachers at a certain time, and that's which why. is like every Friday in most people's lives. Seventies teens, yeah. Nineteen seventy-one. Is that what I'm seeing? Shit. What do you got? Uh, oh my god! You get to, attacked. You subscribe. Nah, yeah. dude. It's, it's the it's the we'll attack ad it. blocker. Um, there you go. San Rafael. In 1971, uh, five San Rafael high school students were tired of Friday night football. <laughs> See, dude, I told you. Yeah. And searching for parties, the five students called themselves the Waldos. <laughs> oh, my God. The wall located in the main courtyard in the front of the cafeteria is a perfect spot for the Waldos to work on impressions of their fellow. Co- this is getting too long. So we'll just say 1971. And not read the rest of the article. Yeah, the Waldos met. One oh, day that the, makes sense. One, do, one day the Waldos met at 4.20 p.m. for a safari and smoked all the Panama Red and Acapulco Gold, um, which are marijuana strains, 
they could get their hands on. This mission, particular safari, was to find an abandoned patch of wheat. Eventually, 420 became the secret code for the Waldos whenever they wanted to smoke. That wow. makes sense, because school ends, like, what time generally? Uh, I don't know. I think school for us ended at 2.30. Yeah, for me, it was like 2.30 or 3. Yeah. But, like, after, like, sports and stuff, it was probably done with practice. The Waldos were not playing sports. No, yeah, no they, they were all the bleachers. Yeah, the Waldos were They were, were watching smoking. sports. They were just tripping balls yeah, back then. In the 70s, fun. the weed was weak. Oh, I bet. I mean, nowadays. I wonder where the Waldos are at right now. Or if any of them OD'd on weed or not. Oh, Jesus. I hope not. Yeah, that would be a good band name. The Waldos. Waldos. That's probably a thing. I heard a funny thing the other day that, like, you know what a blackout is when you, like, drink too much? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they're, like, when you smoke too much, it's called a green out. Green out? Oh, it's like I- a, somebody was telling a story and they were like, yeah, I greened out. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? That doesn't roll off the tongue. Green no, out. it doesn't. They, I mean, it might be their thing. Because, like, Snoop Dogg's never greening out. Yeah, no, Snoop Dogg, someone called me in the world, he'd be fine. But I remember when we were young, my mom was like, why is he always have his sunglasses on? I was like, because the, the lights are hurting his eyes. He's always high, mom. Because his eyes are all, like, <laughs> he, he's all squinty. Yeah, dude. He's, prote- he's thinking about his ocular safety. Mm. It's really, really uh, responsible yeah. of him. Prescription sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how he rolls, yeah. man. You know that. I wonder what Snoop Dogg's going to look like when he, like, actually starts looking old. He's going to look like Mr. Miyagi meets, like, what's another old dude? I don't know. I think he's going to look like somebody's grandma. He's going to look like a grandma? I think so. Is that what happens? He already dresses like one with all the paisley. Yeah, yeah, you know. He does wear a lot of paisley. Is is Snoop Dogg still technically a crip? Was he ever a crip? He was definitely once a crip. He was definitely a banger. Almost definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Now... Probably, he's probably just you know grandfathered out of it, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, what if they call? What if they call him up and they're like, "Yo, yo, we we need to get to who's that? Who's that? Ex- the rapper that like snitched out all the bloods? What rapper is that? Uh, the dude with like the rainbow hair that always says the n word. Oh, six nine. And he says the n word like it's his his like invention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The first time I saw what that dude looked like, I'm like, "Yo, he really throws the n word around." And I don't think he's black. His uh-huh. hair is rainbow. Nah, man, there's a lot of people that are not black until the end. I, to this day, I know Puerto Rican kids that do it. I'm like, you need to stop. <laughs> yeah, is that, do, do do Puerto Ricans, like, get a pass, though? I don't know, man. What are the street rules? Oh, Fat Joe says the N-word still. He does not look black at all. No. <laughs> He's a fat white guy with blue eyes. That's Fat Joe, bro. Yeah, he does throw the N-word He's, around a lot. He looks like Pitbull, like. Yeah. <laughs> We need yeah. to, yeah. We to need to get us. we need to get a linguistics expert in here to like kind of explain to us why they get a pass. Because six nine snitched out on a bunch of like real gangsters and still throws the n word around, and he's not dead yet. Like you got to hold your street like rules and like you got to have some shoot credit. this dude. It's crazy he's not dead yet, man. I I lo- I think I lost money on DraftKings. Like <laughs> six six nine be <laughs> dead by like. They were like, oh, 6 ix getting out of jail this week. Like, he'll be dead by next week. And I'm like, take that bet. He's got a Deadpool going? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like. You ever joined one of them? What? A Deadpool? Like an actual Deadpool? A Deadpool? No. Yeah. Interested? <laughs> Who yeah, would, it sounds like you know. Because I, I, I joined one, for like, probably for like six months. For who? Who, who was dying? No, no. It's Biden? Like, 
You yeah. <laughs> every day, yo, yo, the odds are probably like not in yeah, his favor. He's is, he is not an underdog. It, it I'll say that. I think I think the odds are like I'm gonna throw a Deadpool out there. <laughs> Donald Trump has a better chance of getting reelected than Biden does surviving a second term. Probably, yeah. And I mean that kind wholeheartedly. Yeah. I mean, like I don't, I don't wish ill on him. It's oh, just no. facts. Yeah, it's just facts. Like, did you see the Easter Bunny, like, help him out? Oh, that was no. nice. I, I mean, I, I stay out of the news. That's another thing I've been doing for my mental health is, like, going to people that know about the news and just asking them a little bit and then cutting them off when I start to get anxious. Like, all right, cool, that's enough. Power down. Like, just shut the laptop, but it's, like, a person. Just, like, slam their head down. Just brush their face like a cat. Yeah, like my a buddy's like, yo, here's, like, and, you know, you've, you've got all your friends. Like, you've got your friend that's, like, liberal that sends you, you know, anti-conservative stuff because he thinks you're conservative. Mm. And then you got like your conservative buddy who thinks you're conservative sending you conservative stuff. And then you just got like somebody like, like my brother will just send me funny stuff. That's pretty neutral. Mm-hmm. And one of them sent me like Joe Biden getting lost and like the Easter bunny, like helping him. Like I was one of his press people yeah. dressed up as the Easter bunny. And they were like, Oh no, Mr. Biden, like you got to go this way. <laughs> Is that when he turned around? Is that the one you're talking about? It looked like Donnie Darko was like leading him down oh. the down a hole. That's probably what he saw. <laughs> Could you imagine just being like senile and old and like tripping like and that, just and like, just like all of a sudden you come to and the Easter Bunny's in your face? Yeah, be it's like, like that. Yeah. yeah. So like the Deadpool was like you had like um, a group of individuals that like you could pick. Okay. Or like you could just say like, "Yo, I think." Knock on wood that. That's cork. Does that this, count? This is this. We'll knock on this. That's wood. You want to? You can knock on the didgeridoo. That's wood. <laughs> I don't want to knock on your didgeridoo. You gotta knock on. <laughs> Just knock on it. Just bro. touch it, dude. Like <laughs> Sam, knock on a didgeridoo. Like Sam Elliott. Sam, Sam Elliott. So the Marlboro Man. Oh, the guy from Roadhouse. Yeah. Is this the Easter Bunny thing you're talking yeah, about? Yeah. Oh, uh, commercial. Christ, keep it mute. Dude. We'll just let yeah, this guy yeah, yeah. sell what he needs to sell. Pierce. <laughs> So what he needs to sell. Look at the like. Do first off, it's a commercial, and they had the lavalier mark Mike on his tie, and now it's not on his tie. I didn't even notice. I that. didn't notice that. Uh, I got problems. Yeah, we got sound. Yeah. Let me just start it. Whoa, there, dude! He Yeah, you see the jump? Go back. Go back. Are the people seeing this right now? Yeah. Okay. Wait. Look how scared he is of the book. Like, oh my god. The eyes got big. He's like, I gotta get out of here. Whoa. <laughs> this <laughs> the bunny waves. And then just like way. he's like, I gotta get out of here, man. Who's this bunny? I gotta get back to Delaware. It says here, Easter Bunny, with Biden away, he starts discussing Afghanistan. What? <laughs> I don't think the Islamists care too much for the bunny. Easter bunny. I was like, no, sir, we can't. But so the marble, you bet on the marble, man? That was just like an example. One of the people? Yeah, like you could, um, and then whatever the pot was, like you won. I mean, it's like thousands of dollars. Damn. <laughs> I'm, I'm in, I'm going to be a Deadpool uh, bookie. New job description. I'm going to update my LinkedIn tonight. Look at Rambo's just like not keen on the cord working out. I don't even Did he know. unplug the camera? Look at him wagging his tail at you. He's like, yeah, I did yeah. that, Gilmore. Fix it, dude. Yeah, just yeah, get out of here, man. All right, we're good. <laughs> um, 
I I honestly like pol- like I'm politically homeless. None of these people have anything good in mind for us, I'm Republican not. or Democrat. I'm with you on that. The one. whole like once you start understanding that like you know, you get elected as a a congressperson or a representative, then you get out of the game and then you can become a lobbyist and make millions of dollars going back because you know everybody in the club. So, like, you could go to the lunches and, like, lobby right. people. Like, it's all just, like, and and it's not, I really don't think there's, like, this huge Illuminati thing. I think it's a bunch of people that have been incentivized to look out for themselves. I think anyone in any position of power, whether it be an Oval Office or. You're manipulating it I, to, I don't for think your benefit. Nobody it's like gives human shit nature. about any of us. Yeah. Nobody cares. I, the very few people are running for office. Like, the people that do care aren't running for office. Yeah, exactly. Like, generally, people that run for a position of power want it because they want power. Yeah, he's like, look at me, look at me dude. I vote for me. Yeah, I'll vote for you. No, <laughs> yo, a dog in Minnesota was voted mayor. <laughs> <laughs> it, came, it came up on the chive. That's some Minnesota shit to do. Dude. Bunch of losers. <laughs> Bunch of losers. You know who's... Speaking of Minnesota, you know the one representative, um, she's a Muslim lady that she's ill. Um, look up the like re- representative of Minnesota, just Minnesota reps. Yeah, Ilhan Omar. Yeah, I forgot her name and didn't want to mess it up. But she came out this week, and this lady is like the Minnesota AOC. And there was a bunch of people that were singing, like, Kumbaya on a plane. Like, a bunch of, like, Christians had gotten together, and somebody had an acoustic guitar and just, like, whipped it out, and they were, like, singing some songs or something oh, like that. I saw that video. And she tweeted, she tweeted, first off, like, if you pulled that shit on the fucking plane, regardless of what your religion is, I don't want to hear that. I want to watch my movie and land this plane safely. I want to eat some peanuts. But if, like, we're going to land the plane a little bit more safe, sing whatever song you got it, though. Yeah. But she came out and tweeted, like, how, like, she made it instead of people being like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. She was like, well, what if if Muslims did this on a plane? Like, what would people's reaction be? And I'm like, well, that didn't happen. Like, can we, like, why are you trying to, like, especially as a representative of the government, like, why are you trying to bait? an issue yeah people gotta stop you're you're just trying to make something that's not an issue Mm -hmm. an issue yeah right let's just let the people sing it is annoying i'm not disagreeing but if you if you came out and tweeted like hey this is mildly annoying i would have been like miss omar you're right but she came out and she's like well what why can't muslims do this and i'm like i like i don't know any muslims like rocking out and playing acoustic <laughs> guitar and singing songs like that's not your style yeah maybe maybe what she should have thought about it was like her tweet should have been like where are my muslims at let's get the acoustic set going exactly you know what i'm saying like, let's make some fresh christian like songs but you know for allah like why do you got to make like if you're in a position of influence or power and you you take it and you try and like make everything negative or make everything the struggle that's not real or you like like be a be a force for positivity yeah like just be like oh yeah like i'm happy these people like but like that's annoying as shit like i would like that's hilarious yeah but like why like don't you have other things to worry about as like a representative or like a, a political per- like a 
like this is what you're doing with your time you got elected for th- for this yeah like you you have if you if you have the ability to make a change yeah you need to yeah. it's not sitting there and just like you know you can only cut a a, a pizza so much before it's it's not what it was yeah, you know? and then it's a string cheese. Yeah, and then you might as well skip polio. Yeah. You know, I'm done either way because I'm lactose intolerant, but. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Weak-ass stomach over here. <laughs> <laughs> the only weaknesses I have is dairy. Candied ice cream. Yo, oh, it's just kryptonite. It is. Yo, I had- We're going to get him a shirt made that says Mike Mike and his kryptonite, and it's just like him, him cowering to a jug of milk. No, you know that Drake meme when he's like, Oh, yeah. yeah, I got that. Yeah, it's like vegetables and then dairy. <laughs> not, <laughs> like nah. just, nah. not for Mike. Nah. <laughs> nah, I learned my lesson. Another thing that's been kind of like interesting to watch is like this whole like Ukraine Russia oligarch thing and how we've been seizing all of these oligarchs' property. And the word oligarch is literally like every day oligarchs, oligarchs. And then you like you stop for a second and you're like, well, and like I knew what an oligarch was. But nobody throwing that word around right now has any idea what an oligarch is. They're like, they they think it's exclusive to Russia. Mm. America, full of oligarchs. We got Elon Musk just decided to buy the largest social media thing in the world this week. I I respect him. Bezos, (laughs) Gates, Drake is an oligarch. Anybody that's got like immense influence and power and finances that can like literally call up somebody and make make something happen oligarch yeah we literally live in like a democratic oligarchy everybody's like oh no we elect our officials it's like did you elect drake (laughs) no but like can he call up somebody right now and be like i want this to happen probably yeah pretty sure he he let meek mill through canada or sometime something one time yeah he was like just made a call meek mill's able to get in oh yeah because you can't get into canada if you're a felon in the united states Mm -hmm. so drake just was like yo i want my boy to visit and they're like no he can't come calls him up and he's like he's coming yeah open the gates like sorry mr drake you're right oh sorry mr drake (laughs) do you think they call him mr drake no probably Aubrey graham or something yeah because his real name's aubrey right yeah aubrey what kind of Bitch ass name is that? I'm just gonna say it. We were we everybody listening was thinking it. Aubrey. I'm just gonna say what we were all thinking. Aubrey, we're supposed to take this dude serious. We got the the. I guy, mean, it's a it's a pretty exclusive name. The guy who created the on it mm. company, Aubrey Marcus. Oh, okay, that's another Aubrey. He's badass, dude. He is. All right, so he just saved Drake. From, <laughs> so we've got one legit Aubrey, one not. The, the Aubrey fight is 1-1. 1-1. One, one. <laughs> one, one. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't tell you any others. Yeah, let's get it. Yeah, well, can we find out if there's any other, if there's a third Aubrey, a tiebreaker here? Famous I feel like there's got to be a chick Aubrey. Yeah. The, Ma- it's got exclusive to men. Aubrey de Grey? What? Nah. Most famous person named Aubrey. Look at this fucking guy. He might be a Nazi, so scroll lightly. Aubrey Beardsley, he's a Leo. Oh, my God, he's a Leo. Oh, well, in that case, Yo, he's totally trust him. Yeah, he's born kind of around the Civil War. Oh, Aubrey Plaza. She's all right. All right, let's go back up to the top Baseball numbers. Player. Let's keep it in the top. Look at this dude with the stash. Let's see Let's see about this guy. That's a beard. Aubrey DeGray. He's, he's got to be a painter or a metal guy. Yeah, what do we got here? He went to Trinity Hall in Cambridge. Moscow Institute Adjunct of Professor. Physics and <laughs> Technology. 
He's uh, a physicist. He w- he works in biogenerotology. I can't even say that. Biogenerotology. He looks like Rasputin. He does. He looks like he knows some shit. His wife's got a wild name too. What's his wife's name? Adelaide Carpenter. Adelaide. Adelaide. Yeah. Thanks. Adelaide. He, helped, he helped me out of that, Mark. He helped me out of that. <laughs> Adelaide. What the fuck? That's Sounds like lemonade. I went to a farm school to be a cop, so I know how to talk. <laughs> yeah. I know how to pronounce names. Yeah, dude. You, I mean, it's kind of funny that 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 mustache makes you look like a cop. <laughs> With the beanie on, you look kind of like undercover right now. You know how many like times you just came off of like a little job. You know how many times, like first when I used to cut my hair, like actually like a cop cut. Yeah, when you had the, the high and tight. Yeah, like high. But now more than ever, I, and I don't understand why, but everywhere I go, like somebody always asks me if I served, mm. and I'm like, I get that a lot too because Rambo, because he's a service dog. So like literally the most awkward. It, it's only happened like a handful of times, but you can like, and this is my own psychology. I'm like, I can like feel people thinking it. They're like, oh, look at that poor guy with a service dog. He must have, he must have shot some people in the face. And I'm like, god damn it. But when we were at, uh, what's the the hunting store up in the middle of nowhere that everybody goes to? Um, Cabela's. Oh, oh, yeah, we I would have never well. guessed that ever in my life. I yeah, dude, know. you knew all <laughs> the You're is. not. From here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the fuck that you is. Aubrey Graham, that was about as <laughs> far I, as we got. Yeah. But I hate that you looked at me like I was going to know. It's because <laughs> like, you're typically, you're like, you know things, dude. Look at your sneakers and glasses. Yeah, today. but I don't know like, about hunting stores. Anyway. I think about the New York sneaker store. Yeah, so we went, we went to Cabela's a few months ago, and between all the Amish people or Amish looking, I don't, I can't assume they're, they're. Are the Amish know. up there? They could have been Mennonite. They were all like Probably nice, Mennonite. nice, beautiful dog. Beautiful dog. They had said it like eight times. I'm like, yeah, am I going to worry about one of these dudes jacking my dog right now? I thought they were going to have a love affair. They were they, they were like dogophiles. They were thinking some thoughts. But anyway, oh, when we were leaving the store, this dude behind me was like, oh, thank you for your service. <laughs> and I, and oh. I literally was like, that was the first time it happened to me. And I was literally like, oh. And I turn around. My brother's in the military, so I'm, like, absolutely not stealing. Like, right. stolen valor is, like, the most pathetic uh, thing to me. Like, if you so act like you're in the military and you're soft. not, get out of here. End your life. <laughs> and I turn around, and I was like, different set of circumstances. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And you even got, you got like, even worse. Like, it was, like, more pathetic. It became awkward. Yeah, because uh, then he was like, oh, I'm really sorry. And I'm like, th- it's not. What? Dude, honestly. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Just <laughs> different. Like, I'm like. Just trying to tell you I wasn't in the service. The dog is to keep me from blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't remember. Where, like, the one time I was at uh, Froelich's farm. Okay. And I was, like, paying for pumpkins or something. And it was massive dude. And he just looked like, right at me. He goes, when did you serve? And I was like, I, I didn't. He's like, he's like, I know you from somewhere. Team three. <laughs> and you're like, I said, Call of Duty? I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, no, like um, I, I, you know, I appreciate, but I didn't like. You It'd know. Be like, I appreciate noticing my physique, but well, then he goes, oh, I figured because you know you got your whole sleeve done and blah blah blah. And I was like, oh, oh, that's kind of assuming a lot of things about people in the military. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, all right, well, then it happened again, like probably a month ago. Somebody was like, hey, thanks for your shirt, and I was like, I didn't serve. Yeah, and like, what do you like? Were you wearing a shirt or something? I mean, I, like, uh. A good friend of mine, Chris, runs this 
military-based service organization called Battleborn. Okay. That they do a lot for running groups and therapies for service guys and gals and stuff like that. And they're up in Allentown. So, like, it could have been that I was wearing one of the, like, mm. the shirts. But I'm like, nah, it's, I have a lot of my friends served. I have a, you know, my best friend I grew up with flies Air Force too. Yeah. Like, how the hell did he manage that? One of the coolest books that um, I didn't finish, but I read a decent amount of. You know who Matt Best is? I have a cousin named Matt Best. Oh, wow. Probably not the same not guy. Not the same guy, but he's, <laughs> an, he's a retired Army Ranger. They own Black Rifle Coffee, and they have, like, a YouTube channel. And, they're, you know, they're, like, social media famous. Yeah. And he wrote a book called Thank You for My Service. And his whole premise was like, he's like, my time in the military was like the best part of my entire life. He goes, it's kind of, he was like, the whole book was like an argument that it's like, he was trying to make an argument that everybody that served, not everybody is broken. Like a lot of people come out of there like really appreciating their time and experience and come out better people. So it was, um, it was like a unique idea that he was like, yeah, dude, I got to do the most badass shit in the world. And had the most best, and with my friends every day. And like, when you thank me for my service, it's kind of awkward for me. And that was his idea. He's like, he's like, you paid for me to have the best time of my life. Right. So thank you, sir. And, um, he's like, a, like a mindset like Jocko and, uh, Goggins. Yeah. My, my brother, when people thank him for his service, he's very polite about it and like very, like, my brother's got a really like badass job in the military. And, definitely could get fucked up very easily right. and it doesn't like when people thank him he's just like very humble and like he knows to just be polite about it but like i can tell that he's just like i like i wanted to do this like right. you thanking like i get why you're thanking me but like i didn't do this to like i, I wanted to help people make right. a difference and i'm good with a gun so like this is where this is where i ended up yeah. and like there's pictures of my little brother like we have a picture at my mom's house where he's you know, I don't know how old he is. He's like maybe seven and he's got like a Vietnam gear on and like a fake grenade and he's like tossing it at the pit. Like whoever's <laughs> taking the picture is about to get lobbed a grenade. And then like right next to him is like a more recent picture of him all like kitted out. And it's just like, that's how it started. And this is how it's going. And so you just like, there's certain, there's some people that, you know, there, there is a huge amount of sacrifice and there's a lot of like burden from their time serving and like it's probably like thanking them probably does help them out but then there's probably like this book was arguing that was like there's people that you're thanking that are like no thank you yeah. for paying for all of this because i had a great time and it's just it was just kind of like a different perspective and like you could only write a book like that if you served yeah and you actually like experienced the full you know full force of the military but I talked to like the organization that trains Rambo. Um, Is that the thing, the event you're doing? Yeah, that's like their nonprofit arm. Right. And so, like, they train dogs for. Um, there's no point in promoting it because by the time this comes out, it'll be after the event. But it's mm. this this coming Saturday, and I told the lady who's like in in charge of it all, like the situation. Like I was like, it was so weird. I was at Cabela's and this guy like thanked me for my service. And I was like, I didn't really know what to do. And she's like, she's like, well, don't like, don't make it any, like, don't get wrapped up in your head and like feel bad about it. But she's like, you just look like, like you've got a beard, you're in shape. And like, and I was, I was also like, yeah, yeah. you look good. You take care of yourself. Yeah. I get, I guess that like people like, it was just kind of a weird thing that yeah. happened. 
I mean, it's like, you know, you like you look at somebody and why you never judge a book by its cover. Yeah, don't assume my gender, right? <laughs> <laughs> Too dangerous? No, I mean, we, it's all, we all get it. It's a joke. <laughs> it was just a joke. But, you know. We're laughing about it. I'm laughing on the inside, yeah. yeah and on the outside. And everybody confused for shit other than my brother, so that's cool. Yeah, he has a twin <laughs> twin brother. That they they like if you oh, put them in a room together no, and you no. dress them the same, no, don't do you'd have a me. trippy time. Don't do that to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. It's a good time. Yeah, talking about uh, twin brothers. Why well, to your knee? <laughs> You've been dying to ask me that. Speaking of twin <laughs> brothers, what happened you're to like, your you're knee? Looking at, you're tired of looking at my right knee. Now you want to look at my left knee. Uh, a softer him. transition would have been like, Talk yeah. I saw a guy with nice legs earlier, but not as nice as yours. Like, what? Or what about, talk about wounded soldiers wadding to your knee. I <laughs> see. <laughs> he was serving up some hot steel. Yeah, dude. So, all right. So, to get into that story, I got into, so I said before, like, I'm doing all the 5Ks mm. for the Buck series. That's going on right now. Yeah. So, oh, okay. the second one is this weekend. So, it's the booking for the looking. So, it's cool because it's um, all the profits go to... Um, School for the Blind or uh, one of those organizations, but it's 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 cool. It's I, I've never done this particular race, so I have mm. no idea what the course is. But I made a commitment to myself that I was going to run them. How many are there? There's six. Okay. There's this one, and then there's like three of them in May, and then the last one is in June. So in my mind, it was like, all right, I want to I I want to make a point. I want to make a point that people need to stop judging each other based on how they look. That there's so much cruelty and so much stupidity that goes on around that everybody forgets, like, we share the same soil together. Like, my kids go to the same school as somebody else's kids. It doesn't matter what what we believe in. Like, you believe in that, I believe in that. But at the end of the day, everybody's still an American, right? Everybody kind of, like, if you get down past all the bullshit and the minutia... Everybody pretty much wants the same thing. Yes. They want a better life. They want to better their lives. They want to be better. They want more for their kids. Like we all just disagree on how that gets done. Yep. So my thing that the commitment I made to myself was I was going to run all these runs with a vest on and I was going to run it with the American flag. Okay. That was the commitment I made to myself. And how much weights like in your vest? 10 to 15 pounds. And enough, because in my mind, at three miles, that's gonna that's gonna yeah. affect you. Yes, sure. and in my mind, the way that I rationalize it is that even the little, the smallest thing can make a difference. You, the way that you treat somebody, you hold the door for somebody. The smallest thing can make a difference. So, in my training, I've, I'm like in my head so much more now than ever because I don't like running. I'm a fitness guy. I sprint. I don't like distance running, but I know I have to train it if I want to get better at it. So because of how nutty my schedule is, sometimes I will go and I will, I'll normally run in my neighborhood. I have this two, three-mile run that I train. It's got a hill, everything, we're good. This particular day, it was raining all day. And I had so much crap to do, and I was like, I have enough time to do two miles. But I have to run from the gym. So where our place is, yeah, I would go across the street. I would run up six eleven because there's enough sidewalk in front of Plumstead Christian to run it, and then quick get on 
and then go around this like nasty like dirt mound to get to the other side where like giant is. Okay. And I met and I met. It was the first, my legs were tired from lifting. I had no desire to run, but I just had this voice in my head, go run, go run, go run. So I put my shoes on and I'm not even a quarter mile. I'm running up 611 and I just fucking wipe out. <laughs> like in the most glorious fashion. And I had the, and in my head, I'm going, I can either turn around and call it a day or I can keep running. So I literally, it was like the biggest metaphor for life. So like I got up, I looked down, I was like, all right, I'm all right. I get to giant, I look down, I'm like, oh, I'm bleeding. I get around giant and I look down and the blood is just going down my ankle. Yeah. And I'm like, this is bad. This is probably worse, not as bad as it seems, but yeah. I, I was like, I made, I made the fucking commitment. I hate, I hate making commitments to myself because I feel like I have to do it. Because if I don't do it, then I'm something I'm not, and I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I I cannot. Mm. Like, I'm sure there's things that I'll say that somebody might be like, oh, like you said this and you did this. Yeah, but I had a reason for it. Like, I'm not. Yeah, you're allowed to change your mind or change on things. Yeah, so, like, I, I wound up going home and showering, pulling, like, rocks Ugh. out of my knee, and I was like, no, this is gross. Yeah, it looks like you've healed up nicely, though. How many days ago was that? If you say like two days ago, you might <laughs> you might be a mutant. You might be Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish. I think it was probably like two weeks ago. Okay. It was for this is Thursday, probably like two Wednesdays ago. Nice. But it was. Are you so you are you st- are you ready for the race on Sunday? Yeah, I mean it's one of those things where, in in my mind, one foot in front of the other. Yeah. I, I original like. Goal as you get older, goals change, right? Like somebody who's sixty might not want to lift as much weight as they did. They might want to be more mobile and more flexible and just be able to play with their grandkids. My mind at the beginning was, I'm gonna, I'm gonna crush every single race and I'm gonna do it twenty seconds faster every single time. If I can, awesome. If I cross the finish line without stopping, awesome. All I want to do is I want to make it a point that if one person is gonna sit there and try to you know, not carry a burden, but like carry like an idea that hopefully somebody else would be like, okay, I get it. I'm going to do it too. Yeah. Just one per one. If you can change one person's life, then, then I can go to bed easy. Nice. So does each, each race has like a different cause? Um, or is it all the same? I think it all goes, it's just the, the, this one is specifically for that, for the blind. Yeah. And actually, the guy, the race director, I ran with him probably three years ago. That sounds threatening, race director. Yeah. Dude, it was, I think his name's Rick. Rick, the race director. Well, Jeez. So he has, he's blind to a degree. Like, he is, like, legally blind. He's, he told me he can make shapes out. But whoever was supposed to run with him that day was, like, dipped out. So everybody at the firehouse was like, hey, can you run with this guy? And I was like, well, what do I have to do? And I you got to talk to him. Like, okay. So I go talk to him, and he had, he had just got a brand new seeing eye dog. Okay. Oh, and so he's like legit blind. Yeah. Man. And I'm talking to him, and I'm like so like humbled because he's starting to tell me like, yeah, I, I do marathons, you know, uh, try no big deal. Ironmans, tough month. I'm like, 
God. And I'm like, what do you need me to do? I love people like that, that, like, their their handicap or their disability, like, to you or I seems like a huge thing. But to them, it's, like, no factor. I'm still getting after it. And you're, like, getting after it harder than me. Yep. And I can see. And that just makes me feel like a bitch. <laughs> and then like, it, it motivates me. It's, like, yeah. dude, like, I need to, like, I think about people like that. Like, if I'm having an off day, it's, like, look, there's some dude out there that's, like like, him that's, like, still getting after it. And I have... You know, I can see. So, like, I have no excuses right now. Dude, I, I so, what is it? The uh, um, Blackbeard. Okay. No quarter. I bought this flag for the gym that, that's hanging up. I'm getting it tattooed. Yeah. Because that has become my mantra for life. That's kind of like the, the name No Prisoners for the podcast. Yeah. Was kind of like, we take no prisoners. Nobody is safe. We've got no room on our ship to take any prisoners because, like, Everybody on the sh- on the ship, you know, is it has to be working. Yeah, and it, they, there's the whole um, I can't remember how it goes, but it's like uh, damnation take me, you know, for I'll give no quarter and seize my soul type thing. Mm. But to some me, metal. Oh, it's so metal, and it, to me, it's just like, yeah, I don't want anybody to hold back on me because I don't want to hold back on myself. Yeah, like I'm done. I, I'm tired of of. Not being, like, saying the things that I want to say or, like, telling somebody, like, yo, how much I appreciate them or how much I love them or, like, how much, like, good they can do. Like, what is the point of fear? Like, what is the point of holding yourself back? You don't know how much time you have today, how much time you have tomorrow. As morbid as it sounds, like, I'm going to sit there and I'm not going to hold back. It's just facts. It's not – there's nothing – Yeah, so it's like this guy, Rick, like, he whooped my ass. Whooped – my ass in this rate, like to because I had to keep up with him and be like, oh, there's a turn, there's a bump, there's this, there's that. But he was nervous that the dog wasn't gonna was gonna go to the bathroom a lot. Mm. So, like people like that, like like you said, like inspire you so much because you have to really take a look at yourself and be like, the fuck's my excuse? Like why am I like bitching out on what life has to offer? Like why am I sitting there being like? I don't want to do this thing because it makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I could tell you the truth. If I was blind, I probably wouldn't be running marathons in my current mental state. I'd be like, nah, dude, I'm blind. Yeah, like. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good on that running shit. I'm blind. I'm blind. It's fine. That's because, and then you look at somebody like that, you're like, wow, am I, I got to get my shit together. That's exactly it. Like, if somebody like that, even you have, like, you know, people that, um, you know, have cancer and just still like live every ounce of life to their fullest extent. It's like, you shouldn't wait until like for, for me, I shouldn't wait until something goes wrong to put things into perspective. I should sit there and be like, yo, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I love, you know, I love my wife. I love my kids. I love my life. If you don't like me, that's fine. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Yeah. I'm definitely getting, closer to a place like that um because i've just spent so much so much of at least my adult life um just like getting to the next lily pad kind of a thing it's like when i get there i'll be happy yeah when i reach that objective i'll be happy and like you get there and you're you're just focused on the next thing you don't really give yourself a time to kind of like enjoy what you've done or what you've accomplished or just like just enjoy yeah regardless of accomplishment 
And then I kind of just got to this place where it was just kind of like, I'm here. Like, what am I doing? Kind of a thing. Yeah. And like, so when you look at people that, you know, are past that point or maybe never were there or have that mindset where it's like they were, they're maximizing their life rather than like growing a business or maximizing money or trying to like do the next thing. They're just, they're just living. I have such an appreciation for people like that because I'm not that person. I very much like am striving to be and like slowing things down and like taking appreciation for like the good or like the safety you do have rather than always worrying about like um, what could go wrong or what, what the next like threat to you is and like what could happen to the business if you don't do these things. It's like everything will be fine. Yeah. And it's, you know, a lot of people from my experience are like in the same boat as me where they just like, you just completely forget that like, there's more to all of what we're doing than just building and working and, you know, doing the next like objective or the next thing you think you should do. Yeah. And, you know, so that's pretty cool that you're doing um, that series of races. Cause like that's living. It's, you know, like I think running 3.11 miles, six times <laughs> in three months. <laughs> uh, dude, I've been running like I'll, I'll run like three times a week. Yeah. Just obviously to, to train, but you know, I needed a good pair of shoes. Like I needed actual running shoes. And I had, I went, and I talked to uh, the guy that owns the running company in uh, the center of Doylestown. Okay. And he hooked me up with like a good pair of shoes. And this was the reason why. And it was like, I wanted to take this seriously. Mm. Like we all know, like I have no problem like busting chops and making bad dad jokes. And you know, if you can't have some level of humility, like whoever we were talking about before that like took themselves too seriously. Yeah. Like if you take yourself too seriously, like you're missing out on, on humility. And yeah. I've definitely, a lot about your character. I've definitely taken myself too seriously at different points in my life and it just, but you've grown from it. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's the point. Yeah. I can reflect back on different things and like, I've learned to like, just let it go and not like look back on like different points where I've just been like a complete idiot. Um, with like an appreciation for like, I was an idiot. Something happened to me that like reminded me that I'm an idiot. And it's like, I'm grateful for those situations now Yeah, because like every time that happens and I get like checked, I guess is like I get put in check or something happens to like humble you. It's always like, you could just like think you're a victim or think these like categorical things or put yourself in whatever category, but it's like, look, like I learned a lesson. Uh, and that's unfortunately that's the new mentality nowadays is like everybody's a victim. Yeah, we were talking about that like a couple episodes ago that it's kind of like it it's like a badge of honor to be a victim. Now, who were we talking about? The the Lu- Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. One of the highest paid athletes in the world, seven time or coming up on potentially eight time yeah. world champion in Formula 1. And he still talks about like him being like talks from his, like his vantage point is he's a victim or yeah of course they don't want me to win because um you know the only black racer in formula one it's like look there's only 20 people in formula one and thousands of people in the world shoot for that shot and you've won the world championship seven times like explain to me how you're a victim right like i think there's so much more nobility in you know like 
victim does happen. Like you are a victim essentially, but there's so much more nobility in like explaining to people how you overcame that than being like, I am a victim. Cause that's just like, I am a victim stories over that benefits no one. But if you are, you know, the middle of your story is like, I was a victim, but this is what I did to overcome it. The impact you can have on people is immense, especially when you're in a position like him where it's like, yeah, maybe one time you were a victim or something, but like you being a victim that one time motivated you to be the world champion seven times, yeah. which is like awesome. Cause then it's like, sign me up to be a victim. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause then it's like, but like, I think people sign up to be a victim, not realizing that it's like you, like we've had people reach out to the show that wanted to come on the show that like wanted to tell their story as a victim. And like, I hum like I very politely or kindly reached out to them and just said like, Hey, like you're still living your story. Like you haven't overcome your situation yet. You have not become the victor. Yeah. Once you, yeah, exactly. That's Mm -hmm. a good, that's like the great way to put it. Like once you're the victor, now you can help people. And I'm not discounting people's strife or a struggle or anything like that. Um, it's more so like, you you have a choice to either be like woe is me or i beat this shit and this is how you can too and um you know i don't really see any value in just like complaining about what's wrong it's like talk about what you're doing to change it yeah um because so many people nowadays are like it's 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 like it's such an attention grab yeah for some for some people where it's like oh you know my daddy didn't love me and then it's like you know, shower me with compliments type thing. And it's like so many people take advantage of that. And there is so much bad shit that has happened to people. And like, there's, you know, obviously really truly devastating things that have happened, but those people have not let those circumstances from their past shape who they are in a negative way. Yeah. And it, and it's just like you have, like I said before, like you have the ability to do something. You can play the victim or you can be the victor. Yeah. Like, and if you're not at that point in your life yet, like, that's fine. I think one of the coolest stories I've heard about somebody recently was Bobby Green, the UFC oh, fighter. Uh-huh. Like, that guy's story. And he's like, he's like, yeah, this shit happened, but like, this is why, like, this happened and like, this led to that. And then like, this happened to me and then it led to this. And he has such a perspective on like, yeah, bad shit happened to him. But, like, he kind of, like, made something from every situation. Yeah. And, like, that's where he speaks from. Yeah. Like, probably unconsciously, because I don't think he really was, like, trying to help anybody out. Like, he was just telling his story, but he was just, he was like, yeah, I'm in the UFC. Like, I've had all these fights. Like, I did this, like, that. I've, you know, went to jail. His dad, like, his adopted father went to prison, kind of, like, in a messy situation. Like, but they, like, they just, like, something happened. They learned from it, they improved from it, and then they hit the next, mo- like, huge things happen to them every time something bad happened. So it's just, um, I don't know what changed, or it may, I mean, I'm only 34 years old, so maybe it was always like this, but I I think that um, I would personally like to see more victors and less victims. Yeah, like, you have to you have to grow through things. Like, it's not just necessarily go, like going through the motions, like, it drives me nuts when, and I and I get it. You know, there's a lot of stuff that happened over the last couple of years, especially 
Yeah. But if you're a business owner and you jump ship, like, within a year, it's like when somebody has a fitness goal and they don't get it in 12 weeks, all of a sudden it's like, well, this isn't working. Well, Better, let's get steroids. Yeah, like let's <laughs> let's let's go get booty bands from the IG influencer. Let's get the tummy tea and the and the waist toner, which do absolutely nothing. Or the cool the or the cool sculpting. Uh, That's what you see a lot now. It's like your cellu the you cellulite your cellulite's not your fault, ladies. Come get cool sculpting. It's like <clears throat> nobody is looking at your cellulite. Your brown fat is different than your white fat. <laughs> it's like oh, it's just fat. It's like, why don't you eat healthier? Yeah. I see people at the gym sometime that, um, there's two people in particular that I'm thinking of. And one of them, like, they're kind of in the same situation, but one of them is attacking it with, like, dude, if I didn't make those changes, Corona would have killed me. And I was like, what are you drinking, buddy? And it looked like he had Coca-Cola, and he's like, black coffee only. <laughs> and he's like, I'm getting down to my high school weight, 220. I'm a big guy, you know? And, like, I was like, I tried to catch you, and he's like, you tried, you thought this was cola. And I'm like, I did. I was going to call you out for it, big guy. And, like, he's like, nah, I'm making these changes, blah, blah, blah. Like, I was telling you about this guy the other day. And then there's another guy that's in the same situation weight loss ways. But he's like, oh, you know, I need to get my knee done now. So, like, I'm probably going to gain some of the weight back because I can't exercise as much. Whereas the other dude's like, I got to get both knees done. I'm only doing arms. Yo, like, I'm, and I'm just I like, can, I look at both of them. I'm like, dude, you guys are both in the same boat, but it's completely different mentalities. Like, yeah. this dude is a survivor. He is not letting, he's not letting death come for him at all. He's like, I'm losing this weight. I'm old. But I'm still gonna lose it. Like I'm, I've got a long way to go. But my goal weight, like, like, is planned. And then the other guy's just like always, like, yeah, you know, like, you know, you doctor know says was, how how big I was at one point, right? Did we? Ever, did I ever tell you this? I don't. Maybe we talked about it, but I don't think I ever knew. Dude, I was 270 pounds. What are you like right now? 215. Okay. Jeez. And you're still thick. I'm still thick with three C's. Yeah, mm -hmm. but this is healthy thick. Yeah. Well, the 270 was. I had knee surgery. Mm. I had my ACL done. And then you gain the weight, oh, or you I, had it before. I that. put the weight on because I was like, "Woe is me!" Yeah, I was like, "This sucks. I can't do anything." If I knew now, I would have, and I had the mentality I had now. That shit wouldn't have happened. But yeah. now I sit there and, I, and I'm like, I have a bicep. What I thought was a bicep injury. Okay, couldn't couldn't curl. Couldn't do any rows. I'm like, why is my bicep? I'm thinking it's like tennis elbow. I'm going through the mo. I'm going through everything. I'm like trying to rehab my elbow. Still nothing. Yeah. Then it dawns on me because my wife is like, you need to go to the doctor. Oh no, that's like the worst thing to say to a bearded man. <laughs> I was like, no. I'm <laughs> my not. wife called me yesterday and she's like, I looked at your calendar. I said next Wednesday you're going to the dentist. The following week you're going to your regular. Do I'm like. Son of a bitch, I should have never given him my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> and, and in my head, I'm going, how can I avoid this as much as I say to everybody, yo, if something's bothering you, you got to stop. Yeah. And I take my own advice. Like, I didn't do any curls. I did more pull-ups than I did chin-ups. I avoided my bicep. Mm. And then I finally, like, went back to the books. And I started looking. And I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. My rotator cuff is where the problem started. Okay. Shoulders. Because, because when your hands you supinate and pronate, meaning like you rotate. Okay. The issue starts here, but this, where the, the long head of the bicep 
comes into the elbow and it comes up into the shoulder is where the issue started. So I started rehabbing my shoulder and you can, can feel this thing clicking because it's trying to find its place It's like back. pulling. It's out of whack. Yeah. It's out of bounds. And I can, it, it's going to sound shallow as shit, but like I can flex and have no pain just from 24 hours of starting the right rehab stuff. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I'm not going to let any excuses stop me. That I have such a, a fondness now for like muscle skeletal yeah. information because I've gotten injured a few times in my day. And the worst time I have broken bones and different things. And, but the worst pain that I've ever had, um, I woke up in the middle of the night and this is like a few years ago and I woke up my wife like, and she's like, I've never seen him like even remotely react to pain that way. And I literally like, I wanted to cry cause like my shoulder and like this pain I had all down my side and my trap and everything like that was just like excruciating. Like I can't even explain it. And like they gave me gabapentin, which is like a nerve blocker Damn. and everything. Like, and, and like when I went to the ER and like the, I didn't get like a prescription for it, they gave me like a couple hitters. But still, and like that didn't really work. And then like, uh, like I went to my regular doctor. They're like, oh, maybe from like your collarbone being broken so many times. Like you have a shoulder thing. And then I went to, I started getting like massages twice a week just to like try and fix it. And then I went to like the rehab guy or like the um, physical therapist. And, like, he was, like, explain like, that time he was, like, explaining to me, like, how I had thrown my chest out of balance with, like, the your um lat, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I had created, from working out, had created a situation. And, like, that pain was so bad that, like, when it pain went away, I, like, I felt fine. But all the strength was gone from my tricep. Mm. Like, I literally, like, before that I was could tricep pull, like, insane amount of weight. And, like, literally my left arm, like, my tricep, like, disappeared because, like, I guess my body just dealt with it in its own certain way. So I literally had to build back from nothing. And that was really frustrating at the same time. But I was, like, never again. And a couple times I've had some slip-ups with, like, the other different things. like And, like, now I know that, like, this is prop like what I'm feeling right now. Like you think it's like right now I'm dealing with like a thumb and a wrist thing, which are two separate things. But I know that my thumb thing is from the way I'm holding my steering wheel. And that's like related to this muscle right here. Cause when I use like the Theragun on like my forearm right here, yeah. the next morning it's like way tender from like, and if I do the same thing on this arm, I feel it feels normal. So I'm like, this is obviously inflamed. So there's so much more to the human body that like, going back to a previous point, like until I got injured, yeah. I didn't learn that I was doing things in, incorrectly. And like every time I do something like this, I go back to the basics. You got to stretch. You got to do your you know, mobility stuff. Like you got to make sure you're balancing it out. More people would benefit from, mo- well, more people would benefit from strength training, period. Yeah. But so if your mobility is better, your strength training will be way more, way better as well. I always hear people like, especially older dudes in the locker room. They're like, Oh my back. And I'm always like, I'm always like, I want to be like, well, part of your back. Cause like it, chances are, it's like your legs are out of balance. Chances or are. you have a hamstring, like yeah. you, you got your glute, like there's so much like attached to your back that like you think you have a back injury, but it's like, when was the last time you foam rolled? Chances are, like, 
a back like a back injury is probably an issue with your hips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it all everything, all movement comes back to the hips. And people automatically think like, oh, it's like, you know, my back's real bad, so like I can't lift right now, I can't do back workouts. And it's like you, you hear these people and talk, and it's usually the same guys that are, like, 67 years old with their AARP card in one hand, curling, trying to curl, like, a 90-pound dumbbell, but they're literally only, like, uh, this. And I'm like, you're not even getting full range. Like, I don't know where you grew up or, like, what the 70s were like in the gym, but, like, you guys aren't even, like, you see people like that, especially on Saturdays. They'll just, like, it's guys and girls. Like, they'll just come in, they'll grab whatever weight, and they'll just literally, like, there's this one lady who's so petite and she'll grab the heaviest barbell and just like jerk it back and forth like this. And I'm like, you're not even doing anything, but you're probably damaging something yeah. mm-hmm. because like your elbows are like taking this amount of strain and it's just, you know, it just, it is what it is. Like you can't help everybody. But. Here's, all right, here's one of my biggest gripes with just exercise. It is. Number one, people. For those of you who don't know that, Mike's at, Mike owns a gym and he's a fitness trainer. <laughs> so he does know what he's talking about. I have a lot of certifications and things that say I can say this type of Some stuff. Some papers. Yeah, a lot of papers and a lot of high credentialed organizations said I have the right to speak on this. Yeah, it's topic. not just the mustache. It's not just the mustache. It's not, <laughs> it's not the, knee, the knee scar. Yeah. Um, when. Number. All right. Man, I can't even prioritize these. But, like, if somebody comes in, I'm, I'm going to use my wife as an example. Not that she – I love my wife. I love my wife. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're – if you come in, like, think about your daily activities, right? So if my wife comes in and we're squatting, right, and it's with a kettlebell or a dumbbell, we're doing goblet squats, and she gets anything lighter than our daughter, immediately I'm yelling from the back of the room. Heavier weight because she's already squatting and moving and rotating with our daughter every single day. Yeah. That's not going to do anything. Women, you can sit there and you can argue with me till you're blue in the face. Till I'm blue in the face, sorry. Maybe both. You cannot get bulky. Like, like every time a woman thinks that they have to they pick up a barbell, that they're all of a sudden going to be like a man. They're going to look like a dude. Listen, I've seen some dudes nowadays that don't even look like dudes. Like you're that is the world is twenty twenty two. You are not going to get bulky unless you're in a caloric surplus. You're on a ton of supplements. Mm. Like lean muscle mass is more dense than body fat mass. Yeah, it's it is what it is. Like I'm not talking like calories in, calories out type thing, but like if you think about a husky. They have hair everywhere. In Alaska, it serves a purpose. In Arizona, it does not. So you probably want to get rid of some. It's like anti-purpose. Yeah, like you you don't need that amount of fat mass to a degree. Yeah, fat fat cushions you. It insulates you. It does. It has its own purpose. But if you're sit, sitting there thinking like, I'm going to get too bulky from doing a set of curls, like. You're setting yourself up, but, like, nobody wants to believe that, and everybody wants the quick fix. Yeah. Everybody wants the instant gratification. Like, it does, and every woman thinks, oh, I'm, I'm probably going to get reamed out, like, as a sexist for this, but. That's okay. I'll say something, and, like, inval- I'll, I'll say something more abrasive. All right, cool. People forget. <laughs> Level it out. Like. This, we should have never let them vote. 
That's the first thing. <laughs> All right, cool. I feel I feel like the heat's <laughs> off me now. Like, not every woman needs to weigh 135 pounds. No, yeah, there. I think there's too much. There's a lot of emphasis on the scale or the the certain body type. Um, you want to look healthy for how you're built. Yeah, like if you're a bigger girl, like be a sexy big girl. Here's all right. You're they right. don't like. I'm gonna take they the exist. Back. Like you, you can be hot at whatever your body type is. Mm-hmm. So like. Find out what you be honest with what like your bone that your bones are looking right. like, and then be that sexy person. You don't have to be like like my wife is a really small person, and people will say stuff to her like when we're at the pool or something during the summer, and she's just like, yeah, but oh, like you're so lucky. Um, like they, like she calls it skinny shaming. She's like, yeah, but like I what do you what do you want me to do? Like be big fat? Like I, it's not for like that's not me. I'm not built that way. Like it's I'm sorry. Like. Like every so, you can have somebody who's five eleven and weighs one hundred and sixty pounds and probably looks stunning. Mm. I have a couple of women at the gym like that. You have people like my wife who are shorter than me, that they weigh what what they weigh is what they weigh, but they look fantastic. But you would never think that. Yeah, and it's like okay, why are uh, why are women plus size models beautiful? Why are they plus size models? But why are men o- considered obese if they're overweight? Yeah. Wh- why is that? It's because the women run the world and they want to shame us. But that's what I'm saying. Like, more people spend time shaming each other based on if they're skinny or if they're too big. Like, yo, everybody's every- trying to fit into like. A specific cookie cutter type thing. There is no cookie cutter to fitness. There no. isn't. Like there is a. This is a healthy lifestyle. Like you got to yeah. you got to eat the right stuff. You can have your cake. You can follow your macros and still be able to do what you do and enjoy life. Any diet that that restricts you from one thing is bogus. Yeah, it's and not sustainable. There, I've also learned that, like. You may need to try 10 diets and then get to the 11th one, and that's the one that works for you. Yeah, as long as you don't give up. Like, yeah. don't change the goal, change the plan. Yeah. But, like, the the fact that so don't many... Don't change the goal, change the plan. Yeah, that's... Boom. Thank you. Hit him with the shotgun, dude. <laughs> I thought I'd dropped a couple of good ones. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Random down. Yeah, dude. Oh, you should see the shit I write Clip, down. Clips for days here. Yeah. Dude, the notes that I have in my phone are... I take a lot of notes. I write down everything in my phone because, like, there's little – you just, like – it just it reminds me, like, I have reminders on my phone. Like, every hour I get a reminder. Do you – do you? I know you used to read. I've, I I used so, to read like I read this morning. Okay. All right. <laughs> Serves my point. I, lo- I, I used to love reading. Yeah. But I fucking get tired. Yeah. And it bothers – so I started listening to books. That's the same thing. Is like you're still getting like people can knock the audio book all they want, but if you're getting the information, go f- yourself. Like yeah, it's like, just like it doesn't matter. It you don't have to read me. the words. Like if you're dyslexic, like <laughs> do the audio book. Like, so like when I go out for, I won't I won't listen to a book while I run, but yeah. like if I go out for a walk, like I got, you know, like big like the new like Beat Studio head because mm-hmm. I can't do earbuds anymore. Yeah. Um. Which I love, but 
I'll just quick like open my notes and I'll write a note down. And then what I've started thinking was in my, I wish, cause I think Facebook's a terrible thing and I think it's a great thing. I, yeah. I think it's, it's like it's guns. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it could be good. Yeah. It could save your life. It could save your wife's life. But y- you know, yeah. if the gun gets taken out of your hands and you get shot with your own gun, that's bad. Like so many people will post all kinds of trash and I, I'm trying to still be that one person that's like, yo, this is something that you can hopefully will inspire you today. Yeah. And well, that's like, that's, you know, you have to make small incremental differences, like start the movement. Yeah. Like what did I today? Like on my walk today, before I came in, I wrote down, uh, two letters stand between possible and impossible. Are you really going to let two letters stop you? Yeah. Cause it's like one of those things where you have to put, you know, stuff out for your business. You have to put some level of content, whatever you want to call it. I think content is just your everyday life. Yeah, I'm trying to I've taken a break from the content game. Obviously we're in the content business. Right. But I've taken like I've stopped posting a little bit just to kind of like recycle like I will I was just posting as just like this passive aggressive person for a while, like over a year ago. And then I like kind of got out of it a little bit and then I just like social media with like everything happening and like just like the daily dose of just negativity i just had to take a break um but like i read so much that like i'm trying to think of a way to kind of like take what i read and start posting again with like information that like so like i'm reading a book right now called small giants which was given to me by one of our customers Uh and it's all about how like everybody thinks they need to scale their business into like the next thing or the next buyout or whatever that is. But like there are people that like choose to stay small and be great. And like the, the gentleman who gave this to me was like this, this book like really resonate. Like when he read it, he was like, dude, this reminded me of what you guys are doing because like we've had choices to like, that would have made us like a lot bigger of a company or take on like build a huge neighborhood. And like, we've turned some of that stuff down. Cause like we want to build a certain product or we only want to do certain things. And like, that was a decision that like, you know, some people would have been like, why would you do that? Like you could have made all this money or you could have, you know, done this and been great. But like, I'm like, that's not what we wanted to do. Yeah. It's like, what does success look like for you? Yeah, exactly what the, the book is and like being okay with it or understanding how to avoid getting big. And like when I read books, um, I take notes, like I'll write post-it oh, dude, notes. Like if, Gilmar borrows books from me. Like I stopped highlighting and writing in the <laughs> books because I know Gilmar or like somebody else might read it and then like I ruin the whole book for them because it's like neon. Um, <laughs> but I'll put like I get like different size post-it notes and I'll write little things like one word things point to the arrow on the page and like so I'm reading that book. I'm doing the same thing now and I'm like so many people that follow our pages like have businesses or want to own businesses or want to understand that more. So I'm like it would be cool like we might do a podcast on a book or something like that but like I read books very quickly. So like if I did like one post for every time I read a book and was just like, these were my hot takes. These were like the five things I took away from this book. Like you might not be a reader, but like me reading and giving you this little insight could help you out. Yeah. So like that could be a positive change. So like just the different stuff I was thinking about. That, but well, that's how I feel about like my personal page. Yeah. You do a good job. Like I do, I don't read a lot of people's Instagrams selfishly, but I do read yours, and, like, 
there are people that probably read yours and they're like, oh, Mike's full of himself or Mike's writing another caption again. Yeah. But I guarantee you there are a ton of people that read your posts and they're like, like they might not tell you or they may tell you, but like there are people benefiting from like the knowledge you're dropping on Instagram. I appreciate that. Like, yeah. that, And that's like. Most people's content is like, hey, titties. It's like, <laughs> hey, this is the, the food I ate. Try it out. Yeah. It's like, okay, but what? What am I even looking at yeah. here? Like, is this chicken fingers? Like, yeah. what was it? Like, give me some more to it. And you, you give, like, the backstory or the insight or the content that like I wish Instagram was. Oh wow, that was deep. Yeah, don't cry. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, don't cry. That was deep. <laughs> I appreciate that. You know one. what I'm saying? Wow. You put a lot of em- you put a lot of effort behind your posts, and your goal is to help people. Yeah. It's not to show like you're all all knowledgeable, Mike. I had a. Uh, you know, because they say if you, you know, you never live in the comment section. Yeah. Because that's where, all, you know, that's where the Oh, boy. Yeah. We, we have YouTube haters. Do you? On the Audax Revival, like our con- construction company. Wow. Because we'll post, like, this is how we're doing this or this is what it oh, is. And people like, no. will be like, duh, duh, you're an idiot. You stu- your hat's stupid. And, like, I got wrapped up in it a few weeks ago. And Gilmer's like, dude, bro. And people like, don't know shit. I was like, they're I like had, what do you do? What are they doing? Yeah. I had some guy comment about, like, a reel that I made. And it was like me deadlifting. Mm. And the comment was like wheelchair by 65. <laughs> and I was like, I, I like, I was like, all right, like I'll. you should comment it back. Dennis chair by next week. Meet me at the corner. Of- <laughs> I, I pretty much like got into it in like the most subtle way. But like, I ended it like, so like calmly of just like, yo, at the end of the day, like I'm assuming what you do is more beneficial than what I do, but you live your life and I'll live mine and I'll let you know if I'm in a wheelchair at 65. You should have been like, I'm 66, bitch. I, lo- <laughs> I look better than you did at 30. And he'll be like, what? He's 66? It just goes to show you, like, so many people want to want to throw so much shade on what you're doing because they think they could, do- like, if you don't like, if you don't want to come lift with me because you want to go do the Peloton, it's fine. I don't agree with Peloton. It's not my thing. Yeah, that cult. <laughs> the cult's Gilmar's got a Peloton. No, you don't, do you? Yeah, I do. I got one. In full disclosure, I have a Peloton, too. Yeah, I got, I got one when the pandemic started, and it's helped me, so. Uh, but, you know. It, it's not bad. I, so, listen. All right. I'm going to log on later and see the last time you logged on. Okay. That was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It was this morning right. while you were reading a book. <laughs> all right. Like, I, my wife, I got it from my wife. Because mm. I hit a point where it was like. My wife should not have to drink the same juice that I drink. No. <laughs> if she loves to ride, to spin, I will get her. I'm in the same boat as you. My wife loves the Peloton, loves the, like, competition of it. Oh, and I'm like always like, you need to get under the bar. And she's like, calm down. And I'm like, Olympic lifts. So here's she'll be like, calm down. Here's I'm what telling. happened. I came home the one day, and she was downstairs. My mother-in-law was down there, and my mother-in-law was playing with the kids while Krista was riding. And Krista's on the bus, and she's, like, doing, like, lateral fly. I'm like, yo, what are you doing? I've never watched the class. So I'm, like, trying to show interest. You got a smirk on your face. like, what's going on here? Yeah, and she was like, this is the rest. And I was like, well, why are you doing something? She goes, well, because we're supposed, this is the strength part. And I was like, those are two and a half pound dumbbells. I don't got to do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> That's not strength. And I go, why is the instructor sweating so bad? 
She Dude, goes, they do sweat. She goes, well, she's working out to the highest intensity. And I go, well, why aren't you? <laughs> oh. And she's like, why are you down here? And I was like, you're right. <laughs> you're right. I'll go back upstairs. I'm going to go. You're see. like those two and a half pound dumbbells. I saw you carry fucking 15 grocery bags in each arm out of the car yesterday. That's 45 pounds in each arm. Let me get you some heavier weights. That's, mm. that's, that's fitness tip number two. Yeah. If you don't carry your groceries in in one shot... You're weak. You're weak. You're weak. You're missing out on something. Bruh, no two trips. Nah, no, dude. Especially yeah. Like if people people learn like, I lived in the city for like ten years. My wife when I met my wife, like she was living in the city for like longer than that, and like, she would co- she would go shopping and like walk from like Center City back to where she lived with all the bags. Oh mm. man, that's, that's, that's right. diesel. Yeah. And the first time I saw her, I'm like, like, like we go out sometimes or like, we'll go out to the car and she'll carry like all of our bags or something. I'll be like, you know, our neighbors are looking at us like, let me carry something. She's like, got it. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but the people are thinking I'm a pussy. And she's like, what do you care what they think? And I'm like, well, I think I'm a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is like, to be true, to be truthful, carries like farmer walks are one of the, the best things you can do for a form of cardio. Yeah. Like if you grab a pair, like, and I love when we, when we do them and like somebody will grab like 35s. I'm like, yeah, it ain't heavy enough. Like it, it needs to be a struggle, but it creates such a stronger core and everybody, like every woman, every thinks like, oh, I have to do more ab crunches. Like, no, you need to put heavier weights on your squats. You need to learn how to deadlift better and use your core and you need to do more weighted carries and that will strengthen your core more than anything on a stability ball will. Yeah. But nobody wants to nobody wants to do that. Yeah. yeah. Nobody wants to do the work. Everybody wants the goal, but not everybody. No, what was it? Everybody wants the prize, but nobody wants the progress. Yeah, there you go. Dude, we should end it on that. And I also have to pee real bad. So. <laughs> yeah, I've been holding something in. Too. Yeah, I'm, you've been holding something in? Yeah, dog. What, some passion? Some piss. <laughs> oh, whoa. Passion. That sounded kind of dirty. Well, you said passion, so I had to say passionate. R. Kelly, take it easy. Hey, yo, yo, baby. Yo. Let's go. Get the tarp. Get the tarp. All right, so <laughs> this was Mike Subs. Uh, training for Warriors up in Plumsteadville <laughs> off 611. Um, did I get that right? Yeah. 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 So if you um, are in the area and you need someone to, like, be in your corner but also motivate you and tell you how it is, show up. this is your guy. Yeah. yeah. Let's so see. Um, where can people find you? Like, what's your social media uh, stuff? You can follow me personally on Instagram at Mike.subs. I mean, shoot, I even made a TikTok now. Wow. Oh, look at that shit. But I had to make it. I was pissed. Somebody took the name OG Mike Subs. Oh, <laughs> so that's, right. That's TikTok where I have started doing more motivational and even like quick, like, yo, if you don't little have a lot hitters. of time. Yeah, like little, little, little hitters. And uh, the business page is Training for Warriors Doylestown or TFW.Doylestown. All right, cool. We got Andrew and Gilmar over here, too. Um, thanks for listening. Hit the subscribe button. We do read do the it. comments on the podcast YouTube, so hit us up in there. Uh, like and follow our YouTube channel and um, the Instagram, and uh, share us with a friend. That's the fee. Yeah. Pay us. Pay us. Pay us with friends. Yeah, pay us. I'll give you a hug. Yeah. <laughs> We're out.